Welcome to a page in my journal by the Gate and Ward podcast. Your hosts today are Shalise Nance, Hello. and myself, Susie Romans. So, Shalise, we're heading into December, and I thought it was so creative and wonderful that you brought bells. Yes. And- to jingle today. I'm like, not only did she find some in her stash, she went to the dollar store and bought a second set so we'd be totally ready for this Christmas time. Well, I have to be honest with you. I don't have all my decorations out yet. We just finished Thanksgiving, so I was not ready to tackle those yet. Yeah, I'm I'm good to wait until December 1st because you know what? We have to celebrate each holiday in its, in its time. Yes. So we're so excited about Christmas and we're really excited today that we have Erin Gibbons with us. We're going to Excited to talk to her today about her Christmas traditions. Give us all some ideas. Yes. Well, Erin, before we do that, will you take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am originally from upstate New York in Rochester. And actually, I grew up um, just 10 minutes from the Sacred Grove. But I am a convert to the church. So I was baptized when I was 18 and then went off to BYU, served a mission in Geneva, Switzerland. I am a linguist. So I study languages and how languages function. Um, I also currently teach a linguistics class for BYU-Idaho online. And um, Shay and I have six kids, three boys, three girls, and... It's just a really fun, happy time. Yeah, yeah. Busy, a busy lady, to say it the is, least. It is busy, but it's just we're in a good spot. That's good. Well, we're so happy you moved into our ward because you brought a lot of fun kids with you and a lot of Thanks. great things. You've been in Richmond for a little while now, and your family has added such a nice touch to our ward. We'd love to hear some of your thoughts about Christmas time. So here we go. Great. What are some of the family Christmas traditions your family did as you were growing up? So the biggest Christmas tradition that is probably the the one that comes to my heart and mind the most is that my extended family had a big Christmas party every Christmas Eve. And this tradition was actually started by my great-grandfather. Cool. Uh, yeah, his name was Joseph Longinius Buschel. And he started it when his kids were starting to grow up and date. And so they would bring their boyfriends or girlfriends. And then as they got married, it, it turned into just spouses. Um, so... When he passed away, he left the house to his two unmarried kids, my Aunt Jen and Uncle Charlie, and they, my aunt, kept the party going for over 50 years Wow! in the same house. That's amazing. My grandma and her siblings down. She had five World War II veteran brothers. And, um, that is impressive. Five? Yes, five brothers that served in World War II. Whoa. She was the youngest of eight, and um, three of her siblings had passed away before I was born, but they're their widows and widowers would still come to this Christmas party. And so we would have just this huge Christmas party and my aunt would give a gift under the tree to all the kids. The kids of course would play upstairs playing hide and go seek and jumping in the big pile of jackets that were on a bed. And yeah. I, I, I often wonder like what, what was it like to be one of the adults and to have to fish for their belongings <laughs> after the kids were done up there. But it was just such a great time, and it was always a white Christmas. It was it was a rare indignation to have a green Christmas. It wasn't a typical thing. Um, so it was just magical, you know. It was the same house, um, actually, where my grandma and all her siblings were born. And um, did they just did anyone live in the house all through the rest of the year, or was the house just yeah? For so the my Christmas? aunt and uncle lived oh, okay. there. Yeah, um, they were brother and sister. And my uncle actually spent a lot of time up at a at a cottage he owned. 
okay. um, which we still go to every summer. But my aunt lived there, and she she was really the matriarch of the family. She never married or had children, but she was um, she was twenty four when her mother passed away, and my grandma was only nine. So she really stepped in as as the mother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that tradition was that was Christmas every year. Over 50 years, started by my great-grandfather. I think that's just incredible. Is the party still happening? It's not, but I will say that after that party, we would go to my grandparents' house and have another party on Christmas Eve. So there were two Christmas parties on Christmas Eve, and that was just my grandparents' family down where all the kids, we'd all get presents from the aunts and uncles and just another... uh, It was a, a more intimate party because it was just the immediate family yeah. of aunts and uncles and cousins um that is still going on okay so, oh that's so cool yeah did you they cook the same thing every year they did yeah i want to hear about that because i bet when you walked in you could smell something cooking that took yes. you right back to the year before and every once in a while i smell something and i say oh that's aunt jen's christmas that's aunt jen's house at christmas yes. you know um yeah so it was a big buffet and it was ham turkey roast beef sides She'd make these things called pecan tassies. Oh, I know what those are. Yes, pecan tassies every year and all these peanut butter balls and things. Um, and uh, and then the one funny thing is that there was always oyster stew. And none of the kids wanted to eat it, but we all <laughs> wanted to stir it. We all took a – it was this tiny, tiny kitchen. I mean a postage stamp of a kitchen. And we would all stand over the stove and we would stir this oyster <laughs> stew and talk about how gross it was, but, <laughs> but we all wanted to stir it. And uh, so, you know, and this, this part of this was from, you know, my grandma's generation. So it was very, you know, it was, it was mid-century. It wasn't mid-century modern. It was, yeah. it, the house was decorated from the middle of the 20th century and the foods and things like that were yeah. all from that era. And so it was, it's definitely a, a good family memory. That's so great. When have you felt gratitude in your life and how did it make you feel when, about this type of thing, like having a family Christmas party every year? Did it just bring a lot of stability to your life? Or I grew up in the same place until I went off to college, so it was, it was always the same. Um, and now as, as an adult, I am so grateful because I can tell you the names of my grandma's oh. seven siblings and their spouses and their kids and some of their their grandchildren who are my second cousins. I know all these people. That's so cool. And I feel it was several years ago that my, my grandma said, you know, she, she bequeathed upon me that I would be the one to keep the family together. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but I... You know, many years later, I love that because I do know all these people. And, yeah. you know, since I'm a convert, having having the gospel, I just, I feel such a pivotal role to be able to bring these people the gospel through temple work and things like that. And so um, I've known them on earth, but yet I still feel that connection to them. And, well, and for you, really, since you were an only child, I bet getting with all these people was the most fun thing for you to have all these cousins jumping on the bed and things like that. I bet it brought a really yeah. sense of community to you. My cousins and I were very, very close. And in fact, it's my aunt and uncle and their sons who shared the gospel with me. And my cousin baptized me and things like that. So I was very, very close with my cousins. And um, almost, you know, they're, they're the closest thing I have to siblings. Right. Um, so it was definitely, we got together many times throughout the year. We, 
we celebrated every holiday together <laughs> and birthdays. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas that's, is magical. Yeah, that's really great. Having Christmas traditions is such an important thing. So what are some of the current traditions you're doing with your family now? So we have um, just a, just sort of a handful of things that we always try to get to, and this is kind of how I try to keep it simple as well, is that there are a few things that we, we will always try to get to for Christmas. doesn't matter what day they are, but we always want to make Christmas cookies together, gingerbread houses. We always want to... Um, go and look at lights and I've started bringing hot chocolate with us to do mm. that. We also always watch Christmas movies like all the versions of The Grinch. <laughs> um, and then one thing that we do that came from Shay's family is Christmas pajamas. So the kids get to open matching Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve and I love that. They tradition. really look forward to that. They really love it. And then another thing that my mom does for us and this is this is one of our favorites is my mom makes each child, she has 10 grandchildren, four from my stepsister, she makes each grandchild their own gingerbread creation out of her husband's gingerbread cookie recipe. It's a super soft gingerbread. She decorates them, she writes their name and frosting on them, and sometimes, it was a house once, it was a train, she's made an ornament. Every year it's different. And that's a lot of work. It is so much work. And in the middle, she puts a little gift. And so they get their gingerbread house and they admire it. And then they break it it open. They tear it open, (laughs) a little hole, and they get their gift out. And then they can eat the gingerbread house. And she started that um, for her grandkids. And I just love that. The kids love it. And um, so that's a really cool tradition that we have going on now that, thanks to my mom, that we really love. That is so cool. Well, and I love all the things that you shared, Erin, because they were simple and doable. Like to mm-hmm. say, hey, let's all hop in the car and look at lights. You can mm-hmm. do that. That doesn't take a lot Absolutely. of planning. Absolutely. And you can go with your hair looking crazy. And then you can wear their PJs. Go in their Christmas jeans. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they could. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, let's mention too, what are the ages of your kids? So my age range right now is four years old to 15 years old. Okay. And there have been traditions that we have tried to start, other ideas that I've gotten from friends that I've liked that just didn't really stick for us, but maybe other people would enjoy. Um, One is to read a Christmas book every night. And so I've done that a couple of times, but I would go to the library and get all the Christmas books and put them in a basket. Um, I know some people like to wrap those, but for us it was just, it was way too much every day. And I think it took away a little bit from the, the big fun of unwrapping Christmas presents. Um, so those traditions, they're really fun. They don't always work for us because the daily thing, it's its a little too much to keep up. But I think that's a really cute tradition. And I think it ties in really well if you want to do something on Christmas Eve, like read Luke 22 or um, or Twas the Night Before Christmas. It's its kind of ties in well. Um, I have another friend who makes her grandmother's Christmas bread every year. And I think those recipes, they like you were saying earlier, the smells and the taste, they just bring you right back to those memories and those people. I'd have to say a tradition that my grandma always did was bring fruitcake, and we do not carry on that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> but you inspired me because what do you think if I surprise Greg on December 1st with Christmas pajamas? Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. Just he and I. But they have house. to match. <laughs> 
Oh, for sure. He will never match me, but I think if I gave it to him for a present, maybe he would have to ho, do it. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, he's bought humbug. Just, I don't think, I don't know if I could get him to put them on, but it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun, and they, they're different every year, and the kids really look forward to it. Okay, so let's talk about any new things you might want to try going forward. So I can't think of much that I want to incorporate, but I guess we get a little bit better at the things we do every year, like buying the the Christmas hot cocoa cups and taking those around with us. Um, last year, for the first time, we did the Bethlehem Walk. That was oh. really neat, where you get to walk through Bethlehem. They do a great job at the Salem Baptist Church. So one thing I would love to do with my family is to take them ice skating, especially to like an outdoor rink. Oh. Um, where there's one in downtown that? Richmond, you know There's that, one in right? downtown Richmond, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and any s- rink would do, but <laughs> and Stony Point you had one. I don't know what's going on this year, but they they had a new one that they put in a couple oh, years ago, oh. a bigger one. Yeah, I grew up ice skating just for fun. My mom and I used to do that every week together for a long time, and so I love ice skating, and my kids love ice skating, but we don't do it very often. So I think, but there's something magical about about doing that at Christmas time, yeah, especially is. if there's you know when it is outdoors. Yes. Um, actually, on my mission, I had one Christmas on my mission in Geneva, Switzerland, and I really, really, I had this like vision in my mind. I wanted to ice skate on an outdoor rink for Christmas. Sure. You know, I just had this sort of image in my mind, and they set one up in Geneva, and. Uh, we got permission from my mission president to do it, and so my companion and I got to go ice skating um, so in Geneva. Cool. So maybe this is where this desire like, is coming from. But did you eat Swiss chocolate and hot oh, chocolate while you were doing it yes, while you're ice skating? So, well, not while I was <laughs> ice skating, but we had so many members and and uh, friends and things gave us chocolate for Christmas, and our table was just a third of our little dining room table table was. Uh, stacked with chocolate wow. for so long. Wow. Nothing better than <laughs> which Swiss is chocolate, funny German because chocolate. yes, because Shay served in the Philippines where they don't really have dairy, and we were like, our missions were very different experiences. <laughs> I didn't realize some people lived without cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention to you is that simple, and Shalise was talking about simple things you can do with your kids, is they have the lighting at the James Center, and you just get your kids in the your car and go park and watch them, all the lights go up, and all, they have reindeer all. I don't know if you've been downtown to see it, but it's a big thing. In Williamsburg, they have the Grand Illumination, and it's the first, uh, I think it's the first Sunday in December always, and they light up and have fireworks. It is wow. it is a deal. And then I recently heard about the Williamsburg Christmas Markets, so I would definitely love to go go see that this year or or next year. What about you guys? What do you? Oh gosh, Susie, let's what do you share with us? Well, there's so many things to do in Richmond. I think we've included a link for you and I. But for me personally, um, we do a couple things in our family. One of them is uh, for December first presents. And um, it was since my kids were little, you know, they always want to open, they see the tree, they want to open a present. I always, I started saying on December 1st, you can open one present. And it usually was something for Christmas, like Christmas pajamas or like a new sweatshirt or something kind of like that, that they could use during the holiday season. That's so right. we, and, uh, but one of my sweetest memories, when my oldest daughter got married, um, she didn't get to come home the first Christmas she was married and she was out in Utah. And um, my son, who at the time was, I don't know, I think he was about 13 or I don't know. But he, well, what, another tradition we do is we go to the movies on Christmas. We started that when our kids were little and up to like a Disney movie or something. Anyway, 
he was worried that she, because she's married, she's going to be poor. She's a student at BYU. <laughs> and he thought she wouldn't. We were all going to the movies, and he didn't think she would. So he mailed his own personal check. He mailed oh. it to her, and she got it. And he said, this is, money. this is money for, he's only like 13 or 14. This is money for you to go to the movies. And she's on the answer machine just sobbing because oh. she was homesick. And he did it all on his, his own. I that didn't say one so word sweet. to him. He just mailed it himself, and she got it. And I don't even know where that voicemail is. I wish we had it because she was just sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And I was sobbing when I was listening to the voicemail. That was a, a really sweet memory. I had several things like that. Uh-huh. But the other tradition that we do that I love is we've done a, a many versions of the 12 Days of Christmas you know, we've done, I have a serve. I used to have a service tree in my kitchen, but every time we did a service, we put a candy cane on there. And my family, we would identify sometimes one family that we wanted to 12 days, or sometimes we would come up with 12 different things we wanted to do for service. And, you know, and I, I, we always think at Christmas time about doing for others, but sometimes we forget the people we should really do the, be thinking the most of is our own family. So one crazy year, I did 12 days of Christmas for my kids. And every morning, I was wrapping five presents before school. Wow. I had a little teeny tree and every day. And it, they were little things. It could have been a pack of gum, whatever. But my kids were so excited every day to get up there and know they were getting a present for 12 days. It about killed me doing 60 presents <laughs> just because, you know, it's really busy. But it, I, it's a really happy, fun memory. So I think you can be creative and come up with a lot of versions of the 12 days of Christmas. But... I feel good every year that I know myself personally. I identify 12 things I want to do, and I put a candy cane on my... Every time I do my thing, I get another candy cane goes on my tree, and I just feel good that it's so busy. December, it's hard to get everything in, but that's something that's doable to me is like, you know, just identify 12 things, and they could be really simple things. could be mailing a card to somebody, but it's something you're doing, and I feel like it's a real spirit of Christmas. Uh, one of my favorite traditions that I've been able to carry on from my family as a child growing up is we would go to the nativity every Christmas Eve in Calgary, Alberta. Actually, the church would put it on for like a week. Each stake would be responsible every year. And then I was really thrilled when I moved to Richmond that the Richmond Zoo also has the live nativity with the zoo animals for a couple of days as well. So I would encourage everyone to go see that. The thing that I enjoy most about all these things that we talked about with traditions, I think it's so important that we enjoy them. I think we can get so bogged down like we have to do this that I was listening to something the other day to kind of talk about the integrity of you. And Erin, you kind of mentioned it. Hey, it works for them, but it doesn't work for me. And that's okay. You're going to find something that fits for you and your family. That's awesome. One other tradition that we do on Christmas Eve is comes from Shay's family that started with his grandfather was to read this certain book called Flora McFlimsey's Christmas Eve. And it is a book, I think, from from the 30s or 40s, maybe 50s. And uh, they they read that every Christmas Eve. And so that's really important for him to carry on to. That's so neat. I forgot to mention that my kids, when they were little, we let them sleep by the Christmas tree. Uh, they all get in their Christmas jammies and get to go down there, and that was a really big thing for them to get to go out of their beds and go by the Christmas tree and all sleep together down there. We did that. Of course, we had a rule: you cannot open these presents. <laughs> you can stand on the stairs and look at them, but you cannot touch them. You know, till we get up. <laughs> One thing I've always said about traditions is that 
if you do something just maybe three times, your kids will think you always did it <laughs> when they grow up. And so um, I always said before before we had kids, I was like, yeah, like like three times I'm going to give them like chocolate cake for breakfast. You know, and they're going to be like, we always did chocolate cake for breakfast, you know. <laughs> Turns out sometimes we do actually have cake for breakfast just because it's like just eat the cake or whatever, you know. Donuts are practically cake. So, so it's, it's uh, my plan was a little bit foiled, but... But, you know, don't get, don't get discouraged if you miss a tradition one year. You can pick it up again in a year, and it's still a tradition. You yeah. can still say we did it every year. You know, just to keep it simple and, and really not, not worry too much about, you know, getting it all done. And all perfect. And all perfect, yeah. yeah. Because those kids, they're going to decorate those Christmas cookies yeah. And they're not going to look like the picture you had in your mind. No. But that but doesn't they, matter. They think they're beautiful. They and do. That's and that's all that matters, really. And really, it, the traditions, it's about the memories, and it's about the time you spend together. So it doesn't matter what the cookies looked like or how many colors of frosting, how many piles of sprinkles were on that one cookie. Right. And in fact, pro tip here, with our little, little kids, we just, you know, they just lick the frosting off and we just give them the same cookie and they just frost it over again, <laughs> over and over. It's just their cookie. I, you are going to concern me that you just let them lick the cookie and then you refrosted it and gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, their wow. cookie. <laughs> you know, the other, another thing, you know, people like have to have the perfect Christmas tree, you know, and I mm. learned early on, you know, you can have the purpose, Chris, perfect Christmas tree in your living room, but you need to have a tree for your kids so all those ornaments that come home from school and the things yes. they make a primary and all the things that they have a special tree so their things can shine and uh i i learned that early on that that was important because you don't want to you know right certainly when i had them ever help me decorate the good tree i'd let them put it wherever and then when they go to bed i'd go move it and put it where i wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> well there can only be so many ornaments on one branch <laughs> exactly <laughs> Well, we've shared a few ideas here, and we're going to include a link also where you can find other things that you can do with your family during this holiday season. So it's been so fun to hear about all these Christmas traditions, and it's a wonderful part of Christmas. Um, But, you know, we realize the most important part is the spiritual part. So that leads into the question we want to ask you, Erin, and we ask everybody, what is the one thing you want your posterity to know about your testimony of Jesus Christ? Well, the thing that first comes to mind for my posterity is that I love them, I think about them in the future generations, and I worry about them and the world they'll live in, but I know that they will have been sent at that time for because they'll be strong enough and they'll be able to um, withstand whatever, whatever circumstances they're in. Um, and about my testimony of Jesus Christ, I want them to know that anytime we feel the spirit or feel blessed or feel enabled to do something difficult, anything that is good or loving is evidence of Jesus Christ and his atonement in our lives. That is evidence of the plan of salvation working in our lives right now. I used to think of the plan of salvation as something that, you know, took place in the pre-mortal existence and then it kind of picks back up when you die and carry on but really it's happening in our lives every day and every time we have those moments with the spirit it's evidence that the plan of salvation is working in our lives Um, and my children know that both Shay and I believe the most important thing is to have and follow the Holy Spirit 
and throughout our lives and that it will lead us along the path that Heavenly Father has for us. So when you make those decisions or when you're just living your life, have the Holy Ghost with you, follow the Holy Ghost the best you can and you will be okay. All right. Thank you so much, Erin, for coming with us today. We really enjoyed having you here, learning about your traditions and also hearing your testimony. And thanks to everyone for joining us today on the Gate and Ward podcast, a page in my journal. It's going to be a fun next few weeks as we listen to more people from our ward share memories about Christmas time as we continue to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!